Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is the station you turn to first for live team coverage of breaking news. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 6 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Now a clear sky and 35 degrees. A three-month-old boy has died and two women have been critically injured as a result of a shooting in southeast Wichita Monday night. In the 2500 block of South Oliver, officers found three shooting victims, two 24-year-old women and a three-month-old boy. They were taken to a local hospital in critical condition. The boy later died. Police Chief Joe Sullivan says someone walked up to the house and started shooting. Once again, somebody wanted a permanent solution to what I'm sure is a temporary problem. I guarantee you this will all be over something stupid. Sullivan says someone will be apprehended. Former South Carolina governor and presidential hopeful Nikki Haley is ramping up campaign efforts ahead of the state's primary this week. Fox's Alexandria Hoff is in Greer, South Carolina. Nikki Haley's uphill battle is no less steep in her home state. It's a great day in South Carolina. The former governor is hoping for at least a competitive showing in Saturday's Republican primary. The latest Citadel poll out of South Carolina shows Haley 33 percentage points behind former President Trump. That's despite receiving nearly $10 million more in political ad support, according to tracking firm Ad Impact. Haley has been highly critical of Trump's take on foreign policy, as well as his ability to beat President Biden in the general election, given his calendar of court dates. At a rally in Michigan Saturday, Trump's focus was largely on condemning the legal cases against him, only briefly mentioning South Carolina and Haley. Former President Trump expected to arrive in South Carolina today. A man is dead after being hit by a police department patrol car Saturday evening in South Wichita. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, investigators say 51-year-old Jeffrey Moss was crossing the street when he was struck by a patrol car and died of his injuries. They're still gathering video evidence and talking with neighbors. Once all of the information is gathered, the KHP will present the case to the Sedgwick County District Attorney's Office, which will then review it. Officials caution that the process may take up to six months in order to release an investigation report. Dan O'Neill KNSS News. Today is the final day to register to vote in next month's Kansas presidential preference primary. It's also the deadline to apply for an advance ballot or to change your party affiliation. However, Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says some voters can still change their affiliation on Election Day. 
only the Democrats and the Republicans that will be voting in this election. Now, if you're unaffiliated, you can declare a party on Election Day and receive that party's ballot. If you're a registered libertarian or part of the No Labels Party, you will not be able to vote in this election unless you switch parties by today's deadline or the March 19th election. President Biden says it's shocking that House Republicans won't pass more military aid for Ukraine. The president says Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and walking away from NATO. They're making a big mistake not responding. President Biden told reporters near Marine One he's happy to speak with House Speaker Mike Johnson about the issue. If he has anything to say, a Senate-passed bill approved more than $60 billion in weapons and equipment for Ukraine, but has stalled in the House where Republicans are pushing for tougher border and immigration provisions. Congress is not scheduled to return to session until February 28th, just ahead of a March 1st deadline to prevent a partial government shutdown. Jared Halpern, Fox News. U.S. Senator Dr. Roger Marshall agrees with his fellow Republicans when it comes to funding for Ukraine that the U.S. needs to spend money on securing the southern border first. For 70 years, we've led the charge over there. Uh, again, I just keep coming back to let's secure our own border. Let's take care of our own home first. Uh, we've helped them to the tune of $113 billion. Uh, we need the folks in Europe to step up and do their job as well. Marshall commented during the Steve and Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 6.04, four minutes past six o'clock. Winter is more than half. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS, 6.08 now, eight minutes past six o'clock. And we've dropped a couple of degrees. We're down to 31 right now. The KBI and the Lansing Police Department are investigating the discovery of human remains Investigators say Sunday afternoon, people walking along a creek bed in the 900 block of North Main in Lansing made the discovery. An autopsy has been scheduled. Anyone with information about this case is should call the KBI at 1-800-KS-CRIME. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is cautioning his staff on the dangers of misgendering. The National Review is reporting that the U.S. State Department put out new guidelines to its employees around the world on how to deal with gender identity, and it is lockstep with left-wing ideology. The review got a copy of the cable from Secretary of State Antony Blinken, dated February 5th. In it, he says, among the words and phrases to avoid as problematic, manpower, you guys, ladies and gentlemen, mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife. Instead, he suggests using the terms labor force, everyone, folks, you all, parent, child, spouse, partner. Fox's Dan Springer reporting. A judge in central Pennsylvania sh- could soon end up in jail. Suspended judge Sonia McKnight is charged in Dauphin County with attempted murder and aggravated assault. Her ex-boyfriend Michael McCoy told police earlier this month he awoke to massive head pain and was unable to see and that the gunshot wound to his right temple was not self-inflicted. Police say McKnight had gunshot residue on her hands after the shooting, but her lawyer insists McKnight is innocent. McCoy says he tried to get McKnight to move out of their home after he ended their one-year relationship, but she refused. McKnight was suspended without pay in November for misconduct, stemming from a traffic stop involving her son. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. Business owners in Washington State are getting fed up with rising crime. 
Fox's Dan Springer explains. According to the uh, Seattle Police crime data, overall crime is down 9%, with property crime down 10% this year. But don't tell that to the business owners in the Ballard area of the city who have been hit over and over again. A barbershop and retail outlet has had four break-ins the last two years. Thieves just keep smashing their way through windows and loading up garbage bins full of merchandise. And down the block, a jewelry store has been cleaned out seven times in the last two and a half years. The owner has taken a sleeping in the back so she can quickly call police to get a quick response. Now look at the forecast. Uh, it's KNSS News time, by the way. 6-11, 11 minutes past 6 o'clock. And right now, traffic, things are well, looking pretty good. Not really seeing uh, too much in the way of uh, slowdowns, issues, problems. Traffic conditions are pretty good. Now, with the temperatures dropping a little bit, I suppose you could see some slick spots out there, but uh, traffic conditions just looking fairly good at the moment. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across all of south-central Kansas, and it looks like another incredible day for this time of year. Following a cool start to the morning, sunny and breezy with a high 69. Partly cloudy tonight, tallow 43, then warmer on Wednesday with a high 71. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, calm, 31 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 612 now, 12 minutes past 6 o'clock on this Tuesday morning, February 20th. Good morning, Ted Woodward. Hi there. A sunny day across central Kansas Monday, nice day. Wichita's high temperature, 56 degrees, normal high, 50. On this date in 1953, a snowstorm that walloped Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota produced drifts as high as 10 feet that derailed trains. <laughs> that was in 1953 on this date. On this date in 1962, astronaut John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth as he flew aboard Project Mercury's Friendship 7 spacecraft, which circled the globe three times in a flight lasting four hours, 55 minutes, and 23 seconds before splashing down safely in the Atlantic Ocean, 800 miles southeast of Bermuda. We were running behind in the space race, and we finally got a human up and set him around the original. And got him back. Yeah, the, yeah. The original astronauts, as I understand it, were test pilots who did not like the idea of strapping themselves into a capsule and basically with no control of it just mm -hmm. be flown around space. They didn't. The initially, they had no control. And that bugged them. I don't blame them. But anyway, there it is, 1962. We're getting into the space race. John Glenn became a national hero. Mm -hmm. A Florida sheriff's deputy says he was just doing his job when he quickly came to the aid of a mom and her toddler and infant children in a car crash. It's a heck of a story. He performed chest compressions on that infant until the baby resumed breathing. Charlotte County, Florida deputies, Sergeant Dave Musgrove's heroics the night of February 8th were captured on body camera footage. Deputy was traveling at a, on a state highway near Englewood when a motorcycle passed him at an estimated 100 miles per hour and crashed into the vehicle. The motorcyclist was killed and wedged on top of the infant who was in a car seat. With the help of the other drivers, Musgrove moved the cyclist, and he cut a seatbelt to remove the car seat. The baby, at that point, was not breathing. In the body camera footage, her mother asks frantically whether she's alive. Musgrove performs chest compressions until the baby resumes breathing. Oh, man. 
So obviously this motorcyclist came through the back window at 100 miles an hour and landed on top of this poor kid, and the kid was not breathing. They fight a story. They could have given up on on that you know, on that child. Say, well, she's underneath there, and she's not breathing. But they did. They got her out, and then he saved her. Yeah, that's a great story. Good story. I've been through the process of practicing to do chest compressions on an adult. I can't imagine doing it babies. on a baby. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times when you do that, if you're – if you're strong enough and you're really getting after a lot of times, you can break a couple of ribs doing that on somebody very easily. And I, I was, actually, he knew what he was doing. And obviously, yeah. Lifesaver. Right. All right, we've got uh, uh, the story about uh, this is out of Seattle. Authorities say a woman suffered injuries to her face and neck after a cougar leapt out and latched onto her while she was cycling with a group on a trail in Washington State. Gosh. She's on a bicycle. Yeesh. This happened uh, Saturday on a trail northeast of Falls City, a community about 25 miles east of Seattle. Friends of the woman were able to pin down the animal under a bike until police arrived. Ah! It was shot and killed. A live cougar being pinned under a bike. I'm not sure. How'd they do that? Uh, Yeah, that's even hard to fathom. I'm sure that animal did not want to be pinned down. Yeah, you wouldn't think so. And, you know, if (laughs) if you've ever had tried to put a... A house cat into a pet cage or a pet carrier. <laughs> That's not easy. That would take about 12 people. So, anyway, the story has a happy ending. The woman did not get killed and survived. And I guess she will, she will be on the motorcycle again sometime. All right. Uh, make your plans now. Coming up, we've got uh, the 49th annual Blarney Breakfast. Now, we're almost we're just a little less than a month away. We're at March 15th at Old Chicago, where they've been for several years. Mm-hmm. It lasts from 6 to 9.30 a.m., uh, but you got to get tickets on online at rainbowsunited.org. And the tickets, uh, you've got to have tickets by March 8th. Yeah, a week before the event. Yeah, so just you may make a note of that. Or if you're sitting in front of the computer, now's a good time to do it. Rainbowsunited.org. Blarney Breakfast, 49th annual. I've been to a few of them. Yeah, circle your calendar. Uh, March 15th at Old Chicago. 617 now, Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And it's time for leadoff sports with Ted Woodward. Ted? Yeah, we had college men's basketball action last night on ESPN Big Monday. K-State on the road at Texas. Neither team was putting up great offense last night, and Texas had a little more at home. Beat the Wildcats 62-56, a game you heard over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. 11,000 fans at the game in Austin. Last regular season meeting between these two. Of course, the Longhorns are leaving the Big 12 and joining the SEC. Been a rough go of late for K-State. Uh, the Wildcats have lost seven of their last eight, including three in a row. K-State only shoots 36% from the field, 14 missed three-pointers, 13 turnovers. Wildcats remain in 11th place in the Big 12 standings. News out of the NBA and former KU star Jacques Vaughn, the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets, let go. 49-year-old is been fired as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets right now are... Struggling a little bit. They are 21-33 and 33 on the season. They're in 11th place in the Eastern Conference. Last season, they went to the playoffs under Coach Bond. They're only 8-18 eight and 18 since Christmas Eve. Not playing well the last couple of months. Uh, in fact, their last game was a 50-point loss to the top team in the league, the Boston Celtics. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Something's wrong yeah. here. Uh, Jacques Vaughn has been with the Nets organization for eight years. He leaves with a winning record as head coach overall, but... Been struggling of late, and they're making a change. 
former Jayhawk Jacques Vaughn let go by the Nets as their head coach. College baseball action yesterday on the west side of town. Friends University at Westside Athletic Field with a 4-2 win over Tabor. Friends baseball team is now 10-3 and on the season. All those games played on at home on the west side. Friends got another win yesterday. Let's go to the National Hockey League last night. The Edmonton Oilers win on the road in Phoenix. Beat the Arizona Coyotes 6-3 starting in goal for Edmonton. Former Wichita Thunder goalie Stuart Skinner. He had 22 saves. And on defense for Edmonton, another former Thunder player, Vincent Descharnay, had one assist on the night. Back-to-back wins for the Edmonton Oilers. They're in third place in the Pacific Division. A couple of former Wichita Thunder players helping them to that victory last night. Edmonton gets another one. At Sports with Stephen Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center. Proud to serve veterans, served our nation. Located in northeast Wichita, Bel Air Recovery Center improves the lives they touch. Keep it here for Dr. Sanjay Gupta. Can't sleep? Ever heard of sleep pressure? Sleep pressure. Sleep pressure. That's coming up, Dr. Sanjay Gupta with Stephen Head of the Morning on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward. 31 degrees here on this Tuesday morning, 20th day of February. The West Coast is seeing another round of heavy rainfall and snow this week. The National Weather Service says more than 37 million people in California are facing heavy rain, snow, and strong winds through Wednesday. The state already saturated from a series of atmospheric river storms bringing mudslides and historic rainfall to Los Angeles. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass says the city worked to repair more than 4,000 potholes, reinforce hills at risk of mudslides, and prevent power outages by making repairs to underground equipment. California Governor Gavin Newsom activating the State Operations Center and President Biden approving disaster relief for regions in California that were severely impacted by January's severe storms. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. The Kansas Department of Corrections says an inmate has died at the Lansing Correctional Facility. 28-year-old Caden Varland Hazelton was pronounced dead by hospital staff on Saturday. The cause of death is pending the results of an autopsy. Because the death took place while in custody, the KBI is handling the investigation. Varland Hazelton was serving an 84-month sentence for several convictions of drug possessions and one count of battery out of Sedgwick County. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Wichita City Council will consider a rebate program for those who switch from gasoline to electric power for lawn and gardening equipment. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. If you've ever thought about an uh, electric or battery-powered lawnmower, this is your time to go ahead and buy it uh, because this is a lawn care rebate that we have. And this year, it's up to $100 in rebates um, for a customer, or which in previous years, it was $50. Wu commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. A Narcan vending machine will soon be available in Wichita. The machine will be filled with the opioid reversal medication called Narcan and will be placed at Second Chance Big Fish Bail Bond in the 700 block of North Broadway. Ribbon-cutting ceremony scheduled for Thursday afternoon to dedicate the official launch. Anyone can access Narcan from the machine by entering their zip code. A college campus in Colorado was shaken by a shooting at a dorm 
And now police have made an announcement in the investigation. The Colorado Springs Police Department has arrested a suspect in the fatal shooting of two people at a dorm on the campus of the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. This happened last Friday. Police say their investigation shows this was an isolated incident between people who knew each other. 24-year-old Samuel Knopp, a student at the school, and 26-year-old Celine Montgomery, who was not a student, both killed. The suspect has not yet been identified. The charges that person facing also not yet revealed. John Saucier, Fox News. Several suspects are facing charges, this over an alleged high-tech drug delivery scheme. Investigators in West Virginia say 11 suspects are accused of using drones to fly drugs into a federal prison in the southern part of the state. The McDowell Sheriff's Office reports they were tipped off about an increase in drone use in the county by officials at the medium security facility. They began making arrests from mid-December through earlier this month. One suspect was found dead last week after fleeing officers. Most of the accused remain jailed. Charges include intent to deliver a controlled substance, unlawfully operating a drone, and felony conspiracy. Tom Graham, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Mostly clear and cool here across south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny and breezy throughout much of today. Our high temperature is 69. Tonight becomes partly cloudy. Our low between 40 and 45. Then sunshine and dry on Wednesday with a high 71, turning a bit cooler by Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holiday. Now partly cloudy, 31 degrees and a calm, no wind. At Virginia's Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 6.32 here on this Tuesday morning. And Ted, it's it just uh, spring-like weather is kind of unnerving. <laughs> just keeps going. Love it. It's nippy out this morning, but uh, you heard Dan high around 70 degrees this afternoon. Wow. I see if this is uh this is something like Wichita's eighth warmest February ever. So I don't doubt top it. ten. Yeah. Uh, I don't miss the cold weather. On the other hand, uh, that's part of nature. It's supposed to be cold this time of day, this time of year. On this date in 1792, President George Washington signed an act creating the United States Post Office Department. And the stamps were selling for a lot less than they were now. Seventeen ninety-two. Um uh, President Washington. And yesterday, of course, speaking of presidents, yesterday was President's Day. Did you celebrate by going out and buying some furniture, Ted? Or yes, I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I don't know what else you do on President's Day. Just think about presidents and what it means to have a president and so forth, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's, yesterday was President's Day. A lot of people had a day off. And uh, good, good for them. I think Shelly and I were driving around yesterday afternoon doing errands or something, and it seemed like the traffic was lighter, like, more people did not go to work yesterday. A lot of people didn't. Got a day off. Well, that's good. That's good. Officials have asked Massachusetts Governor Maura Healey to send in the National Guard to stop violence and address security concerns at a troubled high school in a city south of Boston. Apparently there are not enough resource officers or police officers to keep this place in, in line. Four of the seven members of the Brockton School Committee backed the National Guard request amid teacher shortages and budget deficits, but city officials were not unanimous in their support. The uh, governor's office acknowledged the concerns about Brockton High School, where teachers reported fighting and drug use in the hallways and verbal abuse of staff. Well, welcome to the United States in 2024. What do they call it, the Blackboard Jungle, that movie that back in the 50s? It, it yeah, you're so, right. I guess it was going on back then, it too. It was, but it sounds like this school, is, it's out of control. They don't need the National Guard. They need to 
I would think, some effective administration of some kind. Maybe not. Maybe they're just a bunch of thugs going to that school. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, so what stinks, Ted? Authorities in Cape Town, this is in South Africa, of course, they launched an investigation Monday after a foul stench swept over the South African city. City officials inspected sewage facilities for leaks. Uh-oh. An environmental health team was activated before the source of the smell was discovered. A ship docked in the harbor carrying 19,000 live cattle from Brazil going to Iraq. An official in the mayor's office in charge of water and sanitation wrote on social media site X, formerly Twitter, that investigators had confirmed that the source of the sewage smell blanketing parts of the city was the cattle ship. Ew. He wrote that the ship was due to depart soon, <laughs> likely the re- to the relief of the residents who had an unpleasant start to their working week. Ew. Well, it's not very, it wouldn't be hard to find this. The like They make it out like this is a big deal. We had to f- go and find this source of the stench. I mean, if you're in the neighborhood, just, just follow your nose. Oh, there it, yeah, there it is. There it is. That's what the problem That's is. common sense, right? Mm. I walked out my front door today, and it smelled like skunk. Yep. So somebody hit a skunk in our area. There, I've, Last uh, week, there was a skunk on the road outside our building here. Yeah. I think they must be out this time of year. This is that time of the year, and they get hit by cars and whatnot, and, and, uh, and they let off the stink. And, and yeah, I noticed that, too. The stench of the skunk. Unmistakable. And, of course, I, I, as you know, I spent a few years living in, a few months, that is, living in Dodge City, Kansas, when I was a youth. And if the wind was out of the east anyway, I mean, oh. they, they're smart enough to build the, the stockyards on the east side of town. Yeah, that's another unmistakable smell. Knowing the prevailing Dodge and Yeah, the prevailing winds are going to be. Here it you know, comes. From south to Ooh. north. But boy, you'd get it every, we were lived there about six months and about only just, I don't know, half dozen times in the evening, you'd get it. Mm-hmm. you get used to it. Think, oh, the cattle are out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can live with it. It's not very pleasant. All right, it's uh, 636, Stephen Ted. Coming up uh, about an hour from now, we'll talk with uh, Sedgwick County Election, uh, Sedgwick, County, Sedgwick County Commission Chair Ryan Beatty. And one of the things we want to talk about is that apparently the county's looking at uh, moving their election office for the election department. Uh, that's centrally located right now downtown in the old courthouse building. Apparently, they have outgrown their facilities. And they want to move to a building at 37th and uh, 37th and Rock. Okay. I guess near where the old Renaissance Center headquarters used to be, there's a building for sale. And, you know, that's a great idea because that makes it just a little bit harder for me to go so go to their office. I will have to vote in my neighborhood. I'll just have to, to adjust to the new way. But uh, I like the way that the people who do business with the entire city like to go either way out east or way out west, as far as they can go. Hey, come on out. It's 50 miles. Come and see us. I don't like the idea. I was so convenient. I'd come get off work. And it's I'd convenient for you. Yes. It's not convenient if someone well, lives I, way I out east or west well, to, to heck with or them. south. <laughs> I'd come home. I could stop in there on the way home, do my voting, go on. That's all right. I've always they do have satellite locations now, you know. They do all over the town. Yeah, they've got a church. I think I'm at Duluth, but about two blocks away. Right. So what are you complaining about? I'm just complaining. Okay. I don't have to have have a reason. That's true. You know what, Ted? I'm an American. I don't have to have any logic. I don't have any reason. That's true. I just want to whine and complain from downtown. All right. (laughs) Let's 
take a look at the commodities update with Tom Leffler of Leffler Commodities. Good morning, Tom. Well, good morning, Steve and Ted. Back on Friday, the live cattle and feeder cattle futures shot to the upside and closed with large triple-digit gains. The April live cattle and March feeders made new highs for the current move to the upside. Now, last week, the five-area feed yard sold over 69,000 head of cattle in the cash market. Kansas sold almost 17,000 head at an average price of 179.86, down $1.96 from the previous week. Lean hog futures Friday traded mixed and closed positive. Now, on the close Friday, April live cattle, $1.95. Higher at 187.55. March feeders 392 higher at 251.02. And April lean hogs up 22 cents at 85.22. Now, Friday, several of the Chicago and Kansas City wheat futures, along with the corn futures, made new contract lows. Now, trading was thin pre holiday type volume on Friday. Now, managed money accounts are holding their second largest short position in the corn futures ever, while in the soybeans they're holding their largest since May of 2019. Overnight, the wheat, corn, and soybeans have bounced to the upside. At the moment, March Kansas City wheat, four and three quarters higher at 572. March corn's up three and a half at 420. March soybeans, nine and a half cents higher at 1181 and three quarters. April crude oil trading $1 lower at 77.46. April gold, $14.10 higher at 2038.20. The March S&P, 13 points lower at 5,006 and three quarters. March dollar index, 20 cents lower at 103.98. And March Dow Jones futures, 108 points lower at 38,589. For commodity trading, egg marketing, or managed trading programs, contact Leffler Commodities on the phone or on the web by using 866-GO-TO-TOM. Tom, we used to- a few minutes ago, we were talking about the uh, terrible stench in Cape Town, South Africa, that they couldn't find until they found out there were 19,000 cattle on a ship in the harbor. <laughs> they finally found it out. I thought, that's not very bright of them. I mean, you, you, you can't find 19,000 cattle? Hmm. Oh. <laughs> they should have just followed their nose. That's what I was saying. Same thing. It's a little common sense. <laughs> Maybe they did, and it just became a news story when they found the 19 thousand cattle on the boat but uh yeah, that would create a little you know, bit you talk of, you talk about hauling cattle on a ship something we don't see anymore as far as i know there might still be some going on is hauling livestock by railroad that used to be real common years ago and it's something i don't even know if it exists now i don't even know if they've got livestock uh cars anymore yeah i know what those cars look like but uh i you're right i don't think i've seen that for a while why do you any idea why they stopped doing that uh was it cheaper to well, go by they the was, truck? Well, they was mainly connected to um, your places like Kansas City, St. Joe, Missouri, right. up in uh, Omaha, Nebraska, where they had their auctions at for cattle, and that's where they, you know, took them to. And you go to, you know, any of your beef plants now, they don't have a unloading facility, I do not believe, for unloading live cattle anymore. Hmm. Okay. But our old stockyards did. Well, even here in Wichita. For sure. That's the reason we had a railroad here to bring the cattle up. That's from, one of the reasons. From, yes, from Texas, and they put them on a put them on a, the rail cars here in Dodge City, and take them all on down to Chicago. There you go. Yeah, it's more economical than what the cattle drives were that took place before that. And of course, now we use semis. If you, I know you're not a great big movie fan, but if you've ever get a chance to see the movie, I believe it's it's called uh, Cowboys or the Cowboys. It's got Jack Lemmon in it mm-hmm. and Glenn Ford, and these guys are on a cattle drive. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very good movie about, about herding cattle. Of course, you had Lonesome Dove, too. So there's a lot of good movies about that. 
And yeah, there's also a good movie. I can't think the name of it. John Wayne was in. Red River. I think it was made two different times over time. Well, there's Red River, which they... they Red River, that's it, yes. wound up in Abilene, so there you go. Yes, that was a good movie. Yeah, you wouldn't think... And then there's old TV series, Rawhide. You wouldn't think just herding cattle would be that good, but they've made a ton of movies and TV shows. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Great, great stuff. All right, thank you, sir. We will check with you tomorrow morning. 642 now, Steve at 10 in the morning. And coming up, we got Don Grant, CFE, the money tracker. Do I need a financial advisor? Well, Don will have the answer. All right. That's coming up, Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. Good morning, Steve at 10 in the morning here on KNSS. 648 on a Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. West Coast is again pounded by heavy rain and snow. Two. Nikki Haley and Donald Trump squaring off in South Carolina Republican primary. One. Three-month-old baby dead. Two women critically injured after a shooting in southeast Wichita. Three big things. Stephen dead on KNSS. Traffic conditions pretty good so far here in the Wichita area. Starting to see some heavier traffic out there. Uh, the traffic volumes do seem to be increasing, just not really seeing anything slowing down just yet out there. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS is brought to you by Joe Dubrava and Carl's Goodyear Tire. Now they've got two locations, 47th Street South and Broadway in the former Kmart building, and Market and Waterman downtown. You can also see it all at carlstire.com. Carl's Goodyear, your home for complete car care. More spring-like weather, sunny today with a high of 70 degrees. Yesterday's high, 56. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low, 42. For Wednesday, partly sunny, tomorrow's high, 72 degrees. Now partly cloudy, calm, 31 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for nightcap specials every day from 10 till midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature Old Fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen Ted on KNSS, one of the largest employers in Oakland, California, is now recommending employees avoid going out for lunch because of crime and safety. This is Fox on Justice. Crime in Oakland, California has gotten so bad, some of the city's largest employers are telling workers to eat lunch in the office and not to go outside because the streets are unsafe. Last year, robberies in Oakland were up 38% from 2022. Burglaries were up 23% and vehicle thefts up 44%. Ariel Crenshaw works at Kaiser Permanente. She was told to be careful. If you can work at home, work at home. If you have to come in, just be safe about it. Clorox has hired security guards to escort its staff. Bishop Bob Jackson is with the Oakland NAACP. He says Oakland is the worst. He's seen it. When you see major companies closing their doors and malls shutting down and even Starbucks leaving the area, even Southwest Airlines have threatened to move their operation out of Oakland. They want to move out because of crime. And smaller businesses are struggling too, especially when corporate workers are told to stay indoors. There is a recall effort against Oakland Mayor Sheng Tao. Lauren Simonetti, Fox News. Wall Street closed yesterday for President's Day. We don't have any numbers for you today, but let's take a look at Don Grant, CFP, the money tracker. Do I need a financial advisor? Asks Don. <laughs> Good morning, Stephen. <laughs> Good morning, Ted. Don. Well, you know, with a segment title like Do I Need a Financial Advisor coming from yes. a financial planner and financial advisor, 
I'm sure you can anticipate what my conclusion's going to be. I'm just not going to pull any punches here. Well, in spite of my inherent biases, I believe that in most cases, investors can benefit from a financial advisor's knowledge. However, whether you could use their expertise depends upon several factors. Before you engage the services of an advisor, there are several things to consider. First of all, are my investments and finances in order? Do I have a clear financial picture that is easily accessible that I monitor regularly? Do I know where my money is invested and and why it's invested as it fits my needs? Am I on track to maintain or improve my lifestyle in retirement? And am I positioned to mitigate risk and taxes during my life and for my estate? Well, if your answer no to any of these questions, are you willing to do the work to turn them all into yeses? If no, you're the perfect candidate to work with a financial advisor. Financial advisors, particularly certified financial planning professionals, help you build a plan to follow to achieve your financial goals. For most Americans, the goal is a secure, well-funded future. Take a hard look at your financial situation. This means knowing your net worth, your household earnings, and spending. Set short and long-range financial goals, then go after them. If you feel comfortable educating yourself to develop a plan and to learn about how the capital markets can be utilized to grow your money, you probably don't need a financial advisor. One element that many investors overlook is risk. Market risk is inherent. Your financial situation will dictate how much risk you're going to need to take on to reach your goals. A good financial advisor can give you that direction. And, of course, if you have any questions, give me a call over at Sabre Wealth. The number is 267 Oh, All right, Don, President's Day yesterday, I know you were going to go home and do the, do the cabinets around the house. Did the cabinets show up? The cabinets arrived and got a little bit of them installed, and then I went out and took advantage of President's Day sales. Really? Got yeah. Sheets and a couple of beds? And- no, no, I needed some appliances for the new kitchen, oh. and I've been watching them, and I've been watching the prices, and I thought, aha, this is the perfect this time. This is your day, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got huge. I mean, I mean, like, like. 15% off. Oh, wow. From the previous high prices. So good for you. Well, thank you. Don is a clever shopper. <laughs> yeah. William well, yeah. Howard Taft will be proud. I'm a Scotsman, that's why. He uses his noodle before he goes out and spends all his ill-gotten gains. Yes. <laughs> all right. Today is National Leadership Day. To acknowledge the power of leadership, every year we recognize the impact that leaders make in people's lives as they seek to develop themselves and others. Good and bad leaders. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's the quality of a good leader? Quality of somebody who listens, somebody who's empathetic, and somebody who is without ego and, and is able to assign uh, assign uh, praise where it's due. And somebody that can and unite well. people for a better. Can get them going the same better. Get people yeah, together. Take. I, I think that you know. I learned being on boards here is that, that there's a lot of people that have a lot of personalities, and if you just exploit the best of what they have to offer, some people are good with numbers. Some people are good with giving money. Some people are better with working hard. You know, and if you can just let them do what they excel in, then that I think that helps the, the leaders, overall organization. The leaders that I've known and studied in history, the big leaders, is that. They had the quality of they. Many of them had the ability to get right down there in the trenches with everybody, and show that they could do it 
do that same That job. too, and they also listened. And I they mean, listened you, to what? You, you were talking about Lincoln the other day and how Lincoln on his, on his, his, his brain trust essentially was full of his opposition. Yep. You know, people that he trusted that, that they were going to stick by their guns and he would learn from them. Yep. A band of rivals there. Yeah. Well, all right. And the bad leader would be? Uh, I could name a few people, who, but I probably someone shouldn't. Someone who rules by force. A guy, a guy or person who says you too much. You, you, yeah. You. Who blames and is always a victim? Oh, I'm a victim of this, and <laughs> and they're out out for their own ego. You have trouble sometimes with a leader who leader who uh, will not say tell you exactly what's going on, especially within a company. Of course, companies are like that. Yeah, large companies are like that. Being they want they not being you, transparent. Well, yeah. a lot of times, though, I've been in meetings where I just nailed them and said, "What about this?" And they do have to come up with something. <laughs> yeah, well, they'll lie. Yeah. Leaders, good and bad. <laughs> Leadership day. All right. All right. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, we've got the 7 o'clock news coming up top of the hour this morning uh, with Steve and Ted. And uh, got a bad, bad story from southeast Wichita where an infant has been shot and killed. And Haley and uh, Trump squaring off in South Carolina for that Republican primary. That's on the way. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Securities offered through Kestra Investment Services, LLC, member of FINRA SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Kestra Advisory Services, LLC, an affiliate of Kestra IS. Saber Wealth is not affiliated with Kestra IS or Kestra AS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 7 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. Infant shot dead in southeast Wichita. We have the story. The KHP is investigating a fatal accident involving a Wichita police vehicle. I'm Dan O'Neill. Haley and Trump square off in South Carolina primary. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist Dan Holiday. We have a clear sky and cool across south-central Kansas this morning, but temperatures are ready to really warm up here this afternoon. How warm do we get? Our complete forecast is coming up. A three-month-old baby died. Two women critically injured as a result of a shooting in southeast Wichita last night. This was in the 2500 block of South Oliver. Officers found three shooting victims, two 24-year-old women and a three-month-old boy. They were taken to a local hospital in critical condition. The baby boy later died. Police Chief Joe Sullivan says someone walked up to the house and just started shooting. Once again, somebody wanted a permanent solution to what I'm sure is a temporary problem. I guarantee you this will all be over something stupid. Sullivan says this was not a random act. He says someone will be apprehended. The Republican primary in South Carolina is Saturday. Nikki Haley will be in the state today delivering a speech. Her campaign is calling it a state of the race address and will take place at noon at the Clemson University at Greenville 1 Fifth Floor Auditorium. Former President Trump is also expected to be in the state today and continues to lead Haley in the polls by a wide margin. Over the weekend at a Fox Town Hall, Haley would not say if she would support Donald Trump if he wins the GOP primary. Meanwhile, Haley's backers are pouring money into states that hold early March nominating contests in a bid to keep her candidacy alive. Ted Lindner, Fox News. A man is dead after being hit by a police department patrol car Saturday evening in South Wichita. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, investigators say 51-year-old Jeffrey Moss was crossing the street when he was struck by a patrol car and died of his injuries. They're still gathering video evidence and talking with neighbors. Once all of the information is gathered, the KHP will present the case to the Sedgwick County District Attorney's Office, which will then review it.
Officials caution that the process may take up to six months in order to release an investigation report. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Today, the final day, you can register to vote for next month's Kansas presidential primary. It's also the deadline to apply for an advance ballot or to change your party affiliation. However, Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says some voters can still change their affiliation on Election Day. Only the Democrats and the Republicans that will be voting in this election. Now, if you're unaffiliated, you can declare a party on Election Day and receive that party's ballot. Now, if you're a registered libertarian or part of the No Labels Party, you will not be able to vote in this election unless you switch parties by today's deadline, and that'll be for the March 19th election. President Biden says it's shocking that House Republicans won't pass more military aid for Ukraine. The president says Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and walking away from NATO. They're making a big mistake not responding. President Biden told reporters near Marine One he's happy to speak with House Speaker Mike Johnson about the issue. If he has anything to say, a Senate-passed bill approved more than $60 billion in weapons and equipment for Ukraine, but has stalled in the House where Republicans are pushing for tougher border and immigration provisions. Congress is not scheduled to return to session until February 28th, just ahead of a March 1st deadline to prevent a partial government shutdown. Jared Halpern, Fox News. U.S. Senator Dr. Roger Marshall agrees with his fellow Republicans when it comes to funding for Ukraine that the U.S. needs to spend money on securing the southern border first. For 70 years, we've led the charge over there. Uh, Again, I just keep coming back to let's secure our own border. Let's take care of our own home first. Uh, We've helped them to the tune of $113 billion. Uh, We need the folks in Europe to step up and do their job as well. Marshall commented during the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 7.04, four minutes past 7 o'clock. Men's basketball, Kansas State, trying to get a road win last night. We'll hear from Coach Tang coming up with sports. Two of America's best-known credit card companies are set to become one. That story just ahead on the KNSS Morning News with Stephen Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve has had 7.08, 8 minutes past 7 o'clock. Court records show that a man who died after fatally shooting two police officers and a firefighter in a wooded suburban Minneapolis neighborhood wasn't legally allowed to have guns. He also was entangled in a years-long dispute over the custody and financial support of his three oldest children. Authorities Monday identified 38-year-old Shannon Gooden, as the man who opened fire on police in the affluent suburb of Burnsville after they responded to a domestic disturbance call early Sunday. A Russian pilot who defected to Ukraine with his helicopter has been found shot dead. According to a Russian spy chief, Maxim Kuzminov was a moral corpse the moment he switched sides. The pilot's body reportedly discovered riddled with bullets in an underground garage in southern Spain. Kuzminov's defection was hailed as a coup for Ukraine when he landed there last August. He'd since been living in Spain under a false name. Spain's state news agency identified the body as Kuzminov's. A newspaper there says investigators are looking for two suspects who fled in a vehicle later discovered burnt out. Jonathan Savage, Fox News. Two of America's best-known credit card companies are set to become one. Capital One announced Monday that it is acquiring Discover in an all-stock deal worth $35.3 billion. 
Discover shareholders will get just over one share of Capital One stock for each Discover share they already own. Capital One shareholders will own about 60% of the combined company and Discover shareholders the remaining 40%. The transaction is expected to close either late this year or early in 2025, depending on regulatory and shareholder approval. Kevin Uretsky, Fox News. If you want to get a really good look at the next total solar eclipse coming up in April, it appears Delta is ready when you are. Delta Airlines is offering a special flight on April 8th from Austin, Texas to Detroit. If you're on flight 1218, it will give passengers a premium view of the eclipse through the plane's extra-large windows. The only thing Delta asks for, other than payment for the ticket, is that you bring protective sunglasses. It's still not a good idea to view a total solar eclipse with a naked eye. If you can't get on the April 8th Austin flight, five other flights, one out of Detroit and two each from L.A. and Salt Lake City, will offer views on that day. By the way, the next total solar eclipse over North America, 2044. Grinnell Scott, Fox News. KNSS News Time now, 7-11, 11 minutes past 7 o'clock. Some heavy traffic right now, uh, looking especially eastbound K96, and it is between I-135 and Hillside. Uh, that's the area that we're talking about. We've also got the report of a grass fire pretty close to uh, Lincoln and Rock Road. So the report of a grass fire there. Uh, crews kind of just being sent there to check on that. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. Now the KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronell Williams. Good morning, Ronell. Hey, good morning, Steve and Ted. How you guys doing? Doing well. Seeing some seeing some uh, video on on, uh, on your channel from NBC out in California. Well, they've got some real flooding going on out there, nasty stuff going on. Yes, and you know what? Honestly, some of that moisture we could use, uh, it, that's just the way the atmosphere works. Uh, when it comes to the faucet getting turned on, and sometimes it just doesn't turn back off. Now, as far as us needing some moisture out into uh, this part of the country, I, I just want to mention real quick, I, I, I don't want to forget this, I want to just touch on it real quick. The way Jad mentioned that, that current grass fire, that may be a growing concern that you're going to hear us talk about a little bit more, especially over the coming weeks. Uh, we're now into late February. Before you know it, it's going to be March. Uh, we have some warm days ahead. We have some windy days ahead as well. Warmth and wind, uh, typically this time of year as we head into spring, definitely not a good thing when it comes to fire concerns. So we don't have any fire weather alerts that have been issued, but I do just see that being a growing issue that we'll need to uh, keep an eye on due to the, the warm, windy conditions that we're expecting. Now, getting into that forecast, mostly sunny skies today. At least temperatures are going to be pretty nice, very much like spring out there. 70 degrees for a high today with that southerly breeze at 10 to 20 miles an hour. It's not going to be too gusty out there, though. We'll turn partly cloudy tonight. While staying mainly dry, shouldn't be too chilly early tomorrow morning, about 24 hours from now, uh, starting off our Wednesday, only at 40 degrees. Uh, under a partly cloudy sky, we'll jump back up to a high of 72. We're not going to break any records or anything like that, but it is going to be unseasonably warm out there. Next system swings through during our Wednesday evening, heading into Thursday morning, leading to a 20% chance of showers and storms. And actually, just outside of Wichita, just off to our east into Elk, Chautauqua, uh, parts of Butler, Cowley counties, there's actually an isolated severe storm risk. So this is going to be Wednesday night where there could be uh, a rumble of thunder nearby. 
that we'll need to watch out for as far as that potential of having a thunderstorm or two. Maybe a few leftover raindrops into Thursday morning, but it does look like things should trend drier after that. A little bit cooler, but 63 degrees, still very pleasant for this time of year for our Thursday afternoon. 64 on Friday, back into the upper 60s on Saturday, and then back into the 70s come Sunday. Now, early next week, 73 degrees Monday, 73 Tuesday, windy, warm days. This is where we'll likely be talking about these fire concerns here a little bit more, especially about a week from now. Right now, we're at 29 degrees, mainly clear to partly cloudy skies. Winds are calm, at least for the moment. That breeze is going to gradually pick back up here by midday as we head into the afternoon, though. All right. Thank you, uh, Ronnell. Appreciate it. The uh, KSN Storm Tracker 3 forecast with Kansas Today meteorologist Ronnell Williams. And you are listening to Steve and Ted in the Morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. High temperature in Wichita yesterday, 56 degrees. Normal high is 50. And it was on this date, February 20th in 1953, a snowstorm that walloped Nebraska, South Dakota, Iowa, and Minnesota produced drifts as high as 10 feet that derailed trains. That was quite a storm. February 20th, Ted, on this date in 1905, the U.S. Supreme Court in Jack, uh, Jacobson versus Massachusetts upheld 7-2 to two compulsory vaccination laws intended to promote the public's health. That was a big controversy. Sure, yeah. Well, COVID. we don't have to look back more than three years ago to see that becoming a huge issue again huge in this issue. country. Yeah. Birthdays today. I found one that's kind of interesting. Cindy Crawford's having a birthday. She's 58 years old. 58. Yeah. All I could find out is, uh, of course, she's a model, well-known model. Oh, she's 5 feet 10. And she's worth about 225 million bucks. Statuesque and rich. Statuesque and rich. Just a kind of uh, woman that many of us can't find. <laughs> how about uh, household chores? Are you and Jad are, are bachelors and you take care of your own? And I help out around my house as much as I can. But what are they worth if somebody were to pay somebody to do them? You're talking about cooking, cleaning, driving kids to school, which you don't do, but making sure that they get to practice, shopping for groceries, and so on. It's very. What's it worth? You worth should, a ton is what it's worth. Well, certainly ask people to put a price on all those chores they do, both around the house and out running errands. Of course, they're putting the price on what they do, so they're going to inflate it a little bit. But the average person says they value uh, they value it at about $134 a day. And that would be almost... Uh, I feel that's low. Yeah, that's... That's well, it's, really low. It's two thousand About $2,000 for a two-week period because you do not stop on the weekends. Right, you still have to work weekends. It'd be about almost fifty k a year, fifty thousand. So, yeah, you think it's a little light? I still huh? feel that's really low for yeah. all for all that you're doing. Yeah. There you go. You're paying someone to do all those things. See, you would price your yours a little higher than the average. Then, probably about. No, I feel like the average is low. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You would price it higher. Okay. Yeah, 134 a day. Well. A guy, you've got a good story here out of Nebraska, where a guy was cleaning out his glove box and found an uns, old unscratched lottery ticket for a game called Trucks and Bucks. Okay. And he won the grand prize, a new Ford F-150 pickup. He'd been driving around with a ticket for three months mm-hmm. in the glove box, or for several months, it says. They also took care of the taxes, so the full thing was valued at $81,000. There's a happy story out of Nebraska. Winner, winner. The guy won big time. All right, 717, Stephen Ted of the Morning here on KNSS, and it is 
Time for sports on this Tuesday morning with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, men's basketball last night, ESPN Big Monday. Kansas State on the road in Texas taking on the Longhorns in Austin. 11,000 fans were on hand for that one. Last regular season meeting between these two. Of course, Texas is leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC next season. A tough go for the Wildcats on this night, though. Uh, Texas wins at 62-56. Three straight losses for the Wildcats. 13 turnovers, 14 missed three-pointers, only shot 36% from the field. You heard the game last night on 97.5 and 1240 KFH, the play-by-play voice of the Wildcats, Wyatt Thompson. Spoke after the game with head coach Jerome Tang. I think it's pretty obvious to say, coach, that both of these teams defended at a pretty high level tonight. They were just this much better than K-State offensively. And, uh, I mean, it just kind of comes down to that. You, you say it all the time. It helps when you put that ball in the basket, and it was hard to do that tonight. Yeah, yeah, you know, if you, we got we got to make a few more shots. Uh, the, the, it's the lulls, and mm-hmm. whether it was the first half, this time it was the second half, where we probably went about six minutes or so, a quarter, a, about across two medias that we didn't get. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Good looks. K-State has lost six straight road games. Of course, last week we had the tragic events in Kansas City after the Chiefs' celebratory pep rally of a fatal shooting. Kelsey Brothers coming out and speaking about the KC shooting on the New Heights podcast. After the tragic events of the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, um, it didn't feel right without you guys hearing from us first. We just wanted to say, you know, our hearts go out to all of the victims, their families, Chiefs Kingdom, and really all of Kansas City uh, that was really there on a day to try and celebrate the community. And um, it's unfortunate and, and deeply tragic. The events that occurred. Um, so, you know, we also want to thank the local law enforcement that sprang into action, the first responders on scene, um, and anybody that's uh, uh, been willing to help uh, those affected by this tragedy. Pro basketball in the NBA yesterday, the Brooklyn Nets have fired their head coach, former Kansas Jayhawk, 49 year old Jacques Vaughn, out as head coach of the Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets announced Monday that the team has relieved head coach Jacques Vaughn of his duties and that an interim coach will be named in the future. 
With a record of 21 wins and 33 losses, the Nets are 11th place in the Eastern Conference standings. The team hopes that by replacing Jacques Vaughn, it can become a playoff team. Nets general manager Sean Marks stated, This was an incredibly difficult decision, but we feel it is in the best interest of the team going forward. Over parts of three seasons as head coach, Vaughn posted a winning record of 71-68. and The Nets' next game is Thursday, when the NBA will come out of the All-Star break. Jared Max, Fox News. And in the National Hockey League last night, the Toronto Maple Leafs went on the road in St. Louis, beat the Blues 4-2. Playing center for the Maple Leafs, former Wichita Thunder player Bobby McMahon had a goal, an empty net goal late in the game to clinch it for the Maple Leafs. Toronto was on a four-game winning streak in third place in the Atlantic Division. Former Thunder player Bobby McMahon helping the Toronto Maple Leafs to get another win. He got another puck into the net. That's sports with Stephen Ted. Brought to you by the Farmer's Dog. You need to switch your dog food to the Farmer's Dog. The effects can feel magical. There's no sorcery. It's just real food made for dogs. The Farmer's Dog. In fact, I'm thinking about getting a dog so I can buy some of that. I, you, what, might as well. You got a great idea. 721 now. Keep it here for house call for health. Hospitals are shutting down due to lack of money. That's coming up. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. This is Stephen Tad on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 7.30 and 31 degrees. A three-month-old boy has died, two women critically injured as the result of a shooting in southeast Wichita last night in the 2500 block of South Oliver. Officers found three shooting victims, two 24-year-old women and a three-month-old boy. They were taken to a local hospital in critical condition. The boy died. Police Chief Joe Sullivan saying this was not a random act. Somebody just walked over to the house and started shooting. Sullivan says someone will be apprehended. The Biden administration reportedly taking its goal of a temporary ceasefire in the Israel-Hamas war to the United Nations Security Council as early as today. Reuters reports that it has seen the proposed draft U.N. resolution. It would in part call for a temporary ceasefire and would call on Israel to not go into Rafah in the Gaza Strip, where many Palestinian refugees have fled. Pushback from Richard Goldberg, a former NSC official in the Trump White House. He tells Fox News Digital the U.S. should be vetoing pro-Hamas resolutions, not proposing them. Gary Baumgarten, Fox News. A new Kansas Secretary of Transportation was sworn in Monday. Calvin Reed has been with KDOT for over 15 years, including previously serving as the Director of Engineering and Design Division and Bureau Chief of the Structures and Geotechnical Services Division. We are you know, one of the agencies that I can say impact every Kansan every day. And so you know, being able to have that impact and really grow the capacity to continue to help Kansans and communities grow. Reed took over as acting secretary in December after the resignation of KDOT Secretary Julie Lorenz. Wichita Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News the city is holding a town hall on homelessness tomorrow from 5.30 to 7 p.m. at the Advanced Learning Center downtown. I hope that community comes out, tells us their ideas, tells us um, their feedback and thoughts on how to help us solve some of um, the issues regarding homelessness. Wu commented during Mondays with the mayor on the Stephen Ted in the Morning Show on KNSS. Residents of sanctuary cities like New York City are becoming outraged over the resources being used for migrants. The migrant crisis continues to grow here in New York City. 
But Mayor Eric Adams says the city is running out of room and resources are stretched thin. But furious Harlem residents demanded a halt on plans to convert an apartment building into migrant housing when local residents said they need that themselves. This luxury apartment complex was almost home to dozens of migrants. But after that fierce pushback, Mayor Eric Adams has reversed course, saying homes in Harlem should be for Harlem residents. The facility will now be used to house homeless New Yorkers. Fox's Jackie Ibanez reporting. Let's take a look at the forecast now with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Mostly clear and cool here across south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny and breezy throughout much of today. Our high temperature is 69. Tonight becomes partly cloudy. Our low between 40 and 45. Then sunshine and dry on Wednesday with a high 71, turning a bit cooler by Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, calm, no wind, 31 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7. And 1330 KNSS. Coming up on 733 now here on this uh, Tuesday morning. And it's time for our weekly visit with Sedgwick County Commission Chair Ryan Beatty. Good morning, Ryan. Hey, good morning, Steve. Ted, good to be with you both. Hey, how was President's Day? Did you did you celebrate by putting on a, a stovepipe hat and a beard or anything? <laughs> not, not exactly. It was, uh, you know, Sedgwick County government was, it was closed for the day in regards to the offices and that allowed me to catch up a little bit on some work. It's been we've been fast and furious here for the last, well, the, really the, the turn of the year. And, and uh, so yesterday I was still in the office, but allowed me really to follow up on some emails and to we, catch up on some long-awaited work. You're talking about working for the county. Are you? Do you main, uh, retain your your uh, work in the private uh, in the private world? It says while you do the county, Ryan. Yeah, I do. Um, so a lot of the companies, I'm a small business owner and been an entrepreneur for the better part of 20 years now. And so a lot of the equity positions that I hold and, and, and several businesses, I still have those positions. Now, I'm obviously not able to operate uh, and, and be involved in the operations of the companies as much as I once was. And, uh, but strategically and in and, and, and those pursuits, I'm, I'm very much still involved strategically. But I've got great staff. That's one of the things I've been able to do in this community and across the state is is, is build teams and systems that uh, that, that produce uh, produce good fruit, and um, and I'm grateful for all the staff. But I'm, my sole focus is on county government right now, and the issues of Sedgwick County, and the companies are handling themselves just fine. You know, today is uh, coincidentally today is National Leadership Day, and uh, you've you've taken over a position of leadership. Obviously, what in your estimation, Ryan? What what makes a good leader? What what are the qualities that we would look for in a good leader? Well, there's a lot of different things. That's an interesting question. I, I, I will tell you the obvious statement now is that I think uh, not just in our community and state and nation, but in the world that we need leadership. There's a vacuum of leadership that's needed. And what leaders do is they, they create vision. Um, what leaders do is, uh, is they operate in ways where they can unify people to move them towards a strategic vision and move them towards a destination. That's what great leaders do. There's good leaders and bad leaders, but the good ones know how to paint a vision, and they know how to rally the troops in order to move us towards a, a vision. The other things they do that good leaders that I've been around is, is they have a, a sense of, of uh, conviction, uh, conviction in, in where we're heading as, uh, as an organization or as a community. There's a level of empathy. There's an understanding of people. And we have IQ. You know, and we can teach things where people have a, a level of IQ with book knowledge and but there's also something called EQ, where they just understand people and they know how to deal with people. And some of the greatest leaders I've ever been around and, and a leader that I aspire to be one day is someone that has great EQ. They understand 
how to deal with people, how to move people, how to rally people. And, and that's the leader I aspire to be. All right. Uh, so you've got a meeting or do you have a meeting? You don't have a meeting tomorrow or do you have a meeting tomorrow? Oh, we do. We've got okay. a big one. We've got to pack a lunch. It's a big meeting. There's cool. several things on there and we've got a couple zoning applications and a purchase agreement for new elections office. Listen, there's a lot going on in this community. Um, there's, there's a lot of hope. But there's a lot of challenges. I, I woke to the news, and I just heard previously on your broadcast about the news of yet another senseless murder and a three-year-old baby that lost its life. I, my wife and I have a five-month-old baby. Um, so that uh, it's a little different uh, when you hear that. Yeah. And, uh, it, it has an impact. Yeah. It has an impact, but yeah. you begin to think about where society is today and how we simply just don't value life in many regards. And, I don't know what the answer is to these violent crimes that are taking place, but I do know that as a society, we, we can't stand for things like this, and we have to people have to be held accountable. But we've got to value life uh, in, in, in this community and beyond. And uh, yet again, we wake up today in another senseless violent crime and another loss of life and an innocent life, and it's, uh, it's really hard to stomach. All right, now, tomorrow, as I understand, you are going to consider the possibility of uh, moving the election uh, office. Out of the downtown where we were talking earlier, and I selfishly was pointing out how convenient it is for, for me personally to vote downtown. And now I've got to go halfway to uh, Andover to get that vote. <laughs> no, not true. Not so true. The election office, <laughs> the election office being considered, the, the move is, is just for the admin functions. Well, they will do some early voting at the admin election office, but the old county courthouse where we do elections now, that, that will still maintain as a, as a polling site. Um, and, you know, we, what the election commissioner has, has loudly proclaimed and what we at the BOTC agree is the best way to increase access to voting is more polling sites. We've got to have more polling sites. And Laura Rainwater, who does a terrific job, she's, she has to plan to get us up over 100 polling sites in Sedgwick County. And uh, so where you're voting now and, and those that vote downtown, uh, the old county courthouse will still be a polling site uh, long into the future. So, But, but you do, have a, do you have a building in mind, a specific building? Uh, do you know? We do. Yeah, we're going to entertain a purchase agreement uh, for a building at 3639 North Coma Terrace Street. This is in north, northeast Wichita. It's a great building, 46,000 square feet. It meets all the needs for parking. It's on a bus route for transit. There's not a whole lot of remodel that's going to have to, have to happen in this building. But what most people don't understand is, is the county has been looking for an election office since 2018. And, and there's a very tight set of stipulations and, and uh, requirements and conditions that need to be met for an elections office. And it's been very difficult to find that in the downtown core at a reasonable price that we that we can pay for an election office. So we feel like we found a great building. We feel like we've got a good price with it. Not going to be a lot of remodel. Uh, so this is going to check off a big need that they've been working on since 2018. Uh, all right. What else? Is there any one or two other things you'd like to mention about the meeting tomorrow? I say there was yeah, not. Well, I, under, I question whether there's a meeting, a, a Rodney, Price, who covers the meeting for us, not going to be able to cover it tomorrow. And that's for me. There's well, no meeting. Like, well, it looks like you'll have to come. Maybe oh, we can well, like have... speak in public agenda. I don't think so. <laughs> there are a couple other big things. It's a big meeting, and everything on this agenda is important. Yeah. Uh, we're going to talk about a new emergency communications pay plan uh, to help stabilize workforce in our 911 center. We're going to talk about uh, the ARPA agreement, the sub uh, the sub-agreement uh, with KDATS, the state, for the new mental health hospital. We're going to go over that and, and, and finalize some of the some of the paperwork for the $25 million SPART grant with ARPA. It will be used towards these funds. So it's a big day. We're going to also hear the appraiser's annual report of 
uh, property value trends in Sedgwick County. So we're going to hear about, you know, what, where are we going to use as a baseline as we go into the 2025 budget is, is property value. So there's a lot tomorrow. We'll have to pack a lunch, but uh, we'll get some good work done. Yeah, my, my suggestion to you is uh, use your leadership qualities and just say next week we're not going to do that much. <laughs> well, if I can get away with that, I think we'd do it. But I, 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 <laughs> make, it, I that, uh, make it kind of arbitrary. We just want only yeah. – tell, tell Stoles, I only want three items, okay? <laughs> three items, that's it. We have a limit. Well, we'd have to have more than one meeting a week if we went that route. There's a lot going on in Cedric County. Most of it is good. Yeah. And uh, I'm happy to be at the table to shape these outcomes. Well, I, I could come down and be an honorary commissioner one day, but if, when I sit in a meeting like that – about 10 minutes, maybe five minutes in, Ted, maybe, maximum. Maybe. Yeah. I'll be over there sawing logs, baby. I'll be throwing out the Z's. Uh, it would make for good TV. You're welcome anytime you want. It would. You're correct. All right. Thank you, sir, and uh, have a good week. We'll talk with you next week this time. All right? Yeah, appreciate you guys. Have a great week. Sedgwick thank County you. Commission Chair Ryan Beatty. He's got a good sense of humor. like that. And uh, sounds like he's got his, his uh, half fingers on the controls down there. So far, anyway. 741, Stephen Ted in the morning coming up. The Wichita. Oh, that's what we elected him for. Yeah. Uh, Wichita Business Journal update. Self-employed professionals may be eligible for a lucrative tax credit. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning on KNSS. Stephen Ted in the morning, KNSS. 746 here on this Tuesday morning. 31 degrees. Three big things. Three. West Coast is again pounded by heavy rain and snow. Two. Nikki Haley and Donald Trump squaring off in South Carolina Republican primary. One. Three-month-old baby dead. Two women critically injured after shooting in southeast Wichita. Three big things. Stephen Ted on KNSS. Heavy traffic. Northbound I-235 approaching I-135 and the road construction there. Looks like that uh, heavy traffic goes almost all the way back to K-96 at the moment. So uh, things running pretty slowly right now. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Sunny today with a high of 70 degrees. Going to be, again, like spring today, but even warmer than yesterday. 70 for a high today. Yesterday's high. Uh, was 56 here in Wichita. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low 42. Wednesday, partly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 72 degrees. Now partly cloudy, calm, no wind, and 31 degrees. You know what makes a great gift? Anything from the Monarch. Shop local for your whiskey lover with great gift cards, apparel, and glassware. The Monarch, West Douglas in historic Delano. Stephen Ted of the Morning here on this Tuesday, and... Uh, NASA is looking to simulate a year-long mission to Mars and is already looking for volunteers. Fox on Tech. NASA is putting up Martians Wanted signs, the space agency looking for volunteers to simulate a year-long mission to Mars. It's part of the CHAPIA program, known as Crew Health and Performance Exploration Analog, where chosen volunteers will live in a 3D-printed habitat in Houston, simulating Mars challenges like spacewalks, crop growth, and tech failures. But you'll need a science, technology, engineering, or math doctorate, as well as pilot training. NASA says 
ideal candidates will also be non-smokers ages 30 to 55 years old and also need the candidates to be proficient in English for effective communication and who hold a strong desire for unique, rewarding adventures and interest in contributing to NASA's work to prepare for the first human journey to Mars. And yes, you're paid. The deadline to apply April 2nd, the mission is scheduled to kick off in the spring of next year. With Fox on Tech, I'm Jeff Manasso, Fox News. In local business news from the Wichita Business Journal, the self-employed professionals might be missing out on a lucrative tax credit. The deadline to claim that potential benefit is fast approaching. The credits for sick leave and family leave for certain self-employed individuals originated in March of 2020, part of the Families First Coronavirus Response Act during the initial response to the pandemic. The tax credits open to any professional who paid self-employment taxes in 2019 and 2020 apply to anyone who had to take time off work to quarantine, to care for another person who quarantined, or to care for children while schools were closed, among other items. It's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Boeing and Thai Airways announced this morning, just an hour or so ago, the flagship carrier placed an order for 45 787 Dreamliners as the airline looks to modernize and grow its wide-body fleet and international network, Thai Airways selected the 787-9 to support its long-term strategy to renew and expand its fleet with more efficient jets, as well as open new routes to support high demand for air travel across Southeast Asia. And Boeing and Royal Brunei Airlines today announced the airline's purchase of four 787 Dreamliners to renew its wide-body fleet. That's Royal Brunei Airways. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. And uh, Ted, I noticed on, on Facebook today that you posted something that happened 40 years ago on this night, or maybe it was maybe it was yesterday, uh, in 1984, the final night for movies at the Boulevard Theater at yeah. Lincoln and George Washington Boulevard. And the movie. I went to that movie. Did I went you? that night. How come? You just, just did you know so was, I could see the last show oh, at the did, Boulevard. You knew it was going to be the last one. Yep. It was what Strange Invaders, yeah, Paul terrible Lamont. movie. And Paul was the was the guy who was in uh, American Graffiti. American Graffiti. Yeah. Okay, that's an interesting interesting place. Um, and I I go back to some of my earliest earliest memories. We lived at uh, uh, in 1955 56. We lived in the 700 block of South Spruce, mm-hmm. which is just you know down the, around the corner mm-hmm. uh, from the boulevard. So. Right there on that corner, we had the grocery store, the market, and you had a Dairy Queen there. Did you remember the Dairy Still Queen? Still there. Still there. And across the street, you had the giant Sears store. Yeah. And they had a, a standard service station there. The service station was uh, not only a full service station, it was a big one. I don't remember that. That well, predates me. It may have gone away by the time you were there, but uh, it's actually my dad worked in there. Uh, they trained people. They trained dealers and people who were taking over service stations in that place. And so it, it was, you know, that's uh, I have a good memory there. My dad, we had a one bicycle for four guys. We went down there to uh, fix a tire mm-hmm. on the bicycle. Of course, my dad did all the patching and everything. Got back in. Now, here you put the air in. And I put the air in there, and I didn't stop till that thing exploded. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and that's one of the things where your dad just looks at you and shakes his head. Oh, uh, what a network. Oh. But anyway. So my brothers and I did talk about the, the boulevard. 
that what a great theater it's on there's like a it's on the end of a like a, a what a big y-shaped uh yeah or v-shaped center washington boulevard, boulevard. Is the diagonal yeah. road and it yeah. starts there at the boulevard and and it had a little shopping center there over right across the little alleyway you had the the, the library on one side of it right yeah. Yeah. and then on the other end you had our, our doctor's office was there and in the boulevard my brothers and i would go down there on saturday mornings and the place would be packed the boulevard plaza packed with kids to see, like, Hopalong Cassidy serials, Lash LaRue, Buck Rogers. And we would sit there. At, it was like pandemonium. They would sit there, and they wouldn't show. They wouldn't start it until everybody was crazy. And the kids started started stomping on the, the floor. I remember this so well. We want a show. And the chat would go high, And the chant would go higher and higher and build to a crescendo. And all of a sudden, bang, they would throw it up, and popcorn boxes would fly all over the place and people would cheer. What an experience. Now, after there was a theater, uh, for a while, was it a workout place? Yeah, it was a gym for a while. Yeah, yeah. And it turned into a kind of a meeting venue recently in the last few years at a time. And my my niece, uh, uh, Sarah, actually did she, she was getting married, and she did a sort of a civil ceremony in there. And so we were there for just my brother's uh, little girl, and we were there, Shelly and I, and all of a sudden, my sister-in-law comes down the aisle to me. This is before it starts. It says, uh, Steve, uh, the uh, person who was going to do this service is not here, and we don't have any notes or anything, and we were wondering if you could do, do this. I took a couple of notes and stood up there in front of these people. I don't know what I did, Ted. I had lived for about 10 minutes, and oh, apparently... That's why they came to you. <laughs> apparently, they liked it. But anyway, <laughs> I did a wedding ceremony in there. How about that? And you had great memories of that, you and your brothers well, and your sisters. I, I saw Walt Disney's Fantasia there. Yeah. Me and, oh, my yeah. Brothers, me and my brothers all went and saw Raiders of the Lost Ark there yeah. for the first time. What my a... mom worked the box office at the boulevard for a few years. Oh, she did? Yep. Well, that's neat. I think oh, that was it. one of her first jobs. That was a little slice of Wichita for you, the boulevard theater. All right, Ted, today is national. Yeah, I went to the final showing at the Boulevard. I went to the final showing of the Crest. The Crest. Oh, up on Douglas. All right. Today is uh, National Muffin Day. Bakeries offer these single-serving quick breads in several sizes, from mini-sized, bite-sized muffins and jumbo ones to the flavored muffin tops. They also have a, a variety a variety of nutritional value. Blueberry, what do you, you have a favorite muffin flavor? Top of the muffin to you. Yeah. I like a good chocolate chip muffin. Chocolate chip? Blueberry? I like blueberry. Blueberry muffin's a classic. <clears throat> I really like the cream cheese muffin. Ooh. That's also a good one. find a good one very often. All right. National Muffin Day. All right. Coming up, we've got uh, Stephen Ted in the morning here. The eight cornbread muffin. Cornbread. Not bad. Cornbread. At the 8 o'clock hour with Stephen Ted. Stay with us. We have uh, a lot to share with you this morning. We have all the news, including a tragedy of a shooting in southeast Wichita. And uh, Ted's going to have... Uh, Ted's going to have sports coming up, as always, right, Ted? Yeah, we'll check in on the K-State men's basketball game last night on the road. We'll hear from Coach Tang coming up in sports. Plus entertainment news, the blur. Yep, we'll get you going on your entertainment news. That'll be at 835 this morning. We have traffic and weather. Stay with us in the 8 o'clock hour. Steve and Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Wichita's number one talk. Good morning, 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Steve McIntosh. A baby shot dead in southeast Wichita. We have the story. The KHP is investigating a fatal accident involving a Wichita police vehicle. 
I'm Dan O'Neill. Haley and Trump square off in South Carolina primary. I'm Ted Woodward. Those details just ahead. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. We are in for a long stretch of dry and quiet weather here in Wichita with unseasonably warm weather again today. Our forecast is on the way in just a few minutes. A three-month-old baby boy has died. Two women have been critically injured as a result of a shooting in southeast Wichita Monday night in the 2500 block of South Oliver. Officers found three shooting victims, two 24-year-old women and a three-month-old boy. They were taken to a local hospital in critical condition. The baby boy later died. Police Chief Joe Sullivan says someone walked up to the house and started shooting. Once again, somebody wanted a permanent solution to what I'm sure is a temporary problem. I guarantee you this will all be over something stupid. Sullivan says someone will be apprehended. Former South Carolina governor and presidential hopeful Nikki Haley is ramping up campaign efforts ahead of the state's primary this week. Fox's Alexandria Hoff is in Greer, South Carolina. Nikki Haley's uphill battle is no less steep in her home state. It's a great day in South Carolina. The former governor is hoping for at least a competitive showing in Saturday's Republican primary. The latest Citadel poll out of South Carolina shows Haley 33 percentage points behind former President Trump. That's despite receiving nearly $10 million more in political ad support, according to tracking firm Ad Impact. Haley has been highly critical of Trump's take on foreign policy, as well as his ability to beat President Biden in the general election, given his calendar of court dates. At a rally in Michigan Saturday, Trump's focus was largely on condemning the legal cases against him, only briefly mentioning South Carolina and Haley. Former President Trump expected to arrive in South Carolina today. He's going to do a town hall with Fox's Laura Ingram. A man is dead after being hit by a police department patrol car Saturday evening in South Wichita. According to the Kansas Highway Patrol, investigators say 51-year-old Jeffrey Moss was crossing the street when he was struck by a patrol car and died of his injuries. They're still gathering video evidence and talking with neighbors. Once all of the information is gathered, the KHP will present the case to the Sedgwick County District Attorney's Office, which will then review it. Officials caution that the process may take up to six months in order to release an investigation report. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. Today, the final day to register to vote in next month's Kansas presidential primary. It's also the deadline to apply for an advanced ballot or to change your party affiliation. However, Sedgwick County Election Commissioner Laura Rainwater says some voters can still change their affiliation on Election Day. Only the Democrats and the Republicans that will be voting in this election. Now, if you're unaffiliated, you can declare a party on Election Day and receive that party's ballot. If you are a registered Libertarian or part of the No Labels Party, you will not be able to vote in this election unless you switch parties by today's deadline for that March 19th election. President Biden says it's shocking that House Republicans won't pass more military aid for Ukraine. The president says Republicans are walking away from the threat of Russia and walking away from NATO. They're making a big mistake not responding. President Biden told reporters near Marine One he's happy to speak with House Speaker Mike Johnson about the issue. If he has anything to say, a Senate-passed bill approved more than $60 billion in weapons and equipment for Ukraine, but has stalled in the House where Republicans are pushing for tougher border and immigration provisions. Congress is not scheduled to return to session until February 28th, just ahead of a March 1st deadline to prevent a partial government shutdown. Jared Halpern, Fox News. U.S. Senator from Kansas, Dr. Roger Marshall, agrees with his fellow Republicans 
when it comes to funding for Ukraine that the U.S. needs to spend money on securing the southern border first. For 70 years, we've led the charge over there. Uh, again, I just keep coming back to let's secure our own border. Let's take care of our own home first. Uh, we've helped them to the tune of $113 billion. Uh, we need the folks in Europe to step up and do their job as well. Marshall commented during the Steve and Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. KNSS News Time now, 8.05, five minutes past 8 o'clock. We'll be taking a look at the final results of a big race yesterday. I'll be coming up in sports. Human remains found in Lansing. That story coming up on the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. The KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted, 8.08 now. Eight minutes past 8 o'clock. We're down to 31 degrees. The KBI and the Lansing Police Department are investigating the discovery of human remains. Investigators say Sunday afternoon, people walking along a creek bed in the 900 block of North Main in Lansing made the discovery. An autopsy has been scheduled. Anyone with information about this case should call the KBI at 1-800-KS-CRIME. Secretary of State Antony Blinken is cautioning his staff on the dangers of misgendering. The National Review is reporting that the U.S. State Department put out new guidelines to its employees around the world on how to deal with gender identity, and it is lockstep with left-wing ideology. The Review got a copy of the cable from Secretary of State Antony Blinken, dated February 5th. In it, he says, among the words and phrases to avoid as problematic, manpower. You guys, ladies and gentlemen, mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife. Instead, he suggests using the terms labor force, everyone, folks, you all, parent, child, spouse, partner. That's Fox's Dan Springer reporting. A judge in central Pennsylvania could soon end up in jail. Suspended Judge Sonia McKnight is charged in Dauphin County with attempted murder and aggravated assault. Her ex-boyfriend Michael McCoy told police earlier this month he awoke to massive head pain and was unable to see and that the gunshot wound to his right temple was not self-inflicted. Police say McKnight had gunshot residue on her hands after the shooting, but her lawyer insists McKnight is innocent. McCoy says he tried to get McKnight to move out of their home after he ended their one-year relationship, but she refused. McKnight was suspended without pay in November for misconduct, stemming from a traffic stop involving her son. Tom Rigotti, Fox News. In Fort Worth, Texas, a Girl Scout troop robbed while selling cookies in front of a Walmart. A Girl Scout and an adult were selling cookies when a man walks up to their stand, reaches over the table, and grabs a bag with their earnings inside. The crook runs off with $450 in cash. The suspect wearing a gray hoodie and black beanie. Authorities telling one local outlet, quote, it makes it that much worse when you know it's a little girl that's a victim of this. Everybody has a heart, and they don't want to see anyone be a victim of a crime much less a child. That troop was reportedly raising money for a planned summer trip to Australia. KNSS News Time now, 8, 11, 11 minutes past 8 o'clock. Got some very heavy traffic northbound on I-235, approaching I-135. In the road construction there, expect a slowdown. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jad Chambers. 
Now let's take a look at the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a clear sky across all of south-central Kansas, and it looks like another incredible day for this time of year. Following a cool start to the morning, sunny and breezy with a high 69. Partly cloudy tonight, Tello 43. Been warmer on Wednesday with a high 71. I'm KNSS meteorologist Dan Holliday. Now partly cloudy, 31 degrees, east wind at 5 miles per hour at Wichita's Severe Weather Station. 987 at 1330 KNSS. Stephen 10 in the morning, 8 and coming up on 812, and uh, hundreds of rural hospitals across the U.S. in danger of shutting down. A study finds at the risk of closure. And Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers with us this morning. Good morning, Tanya. Hey, good morning. So it's a matter of money, correct? Am I right? Well, um, that's that's a short answer, yes. Um, I think more in-depth look at which states are the ones that are at risk. Um, and spoiler alert, yours is about second on the list, unfortunately. Um, this information, a lot of this information comes from Chartist, which is a Chicago um, healthcare advisory services firm. And they have a, a new study out, and it basically says 141 rural hospitals have closed since 2010. Another 453 are at risk of closure. If you look at the Becker's Hospital Review list, the seven states with the most hospitals that are vulnerable to closures, Texas is number one on that list of 45. Kansas is at, at 30. It was 38. It's in second place. Uh, Nebraska has 29. Oklahoma has 22. Uh, North Carolina, Georgia, and Mississippi are also in that top seven, uh, basically. The uh, Florida, Florida, Tennessee, and Nebraska hospitals, more than 41% of their rural hospitals are at risk of closure. Uh, between 31% to 40% of rural hospitals in Kansas, South Dakota, Utah, Oklahoma, Alabama, North Carolina, and South Carolina are at risk of closing. If you look at the reasons, uh, the well, let me, let me back up. The, the things that are affecting the closure risk, yeah. uh, according to this data, are um, how long the number of years a hospital has been operating without a profit, the amount of net patient revenue, how much money they're making from patients. Uh, the They looked at the average number of inpatients during the year, the average daily need for skilled nursing facilities. Um, all these things went into making up their, their list. Now, over that, I'm going to lay the National Institutes of Health study from 2021 that basically talks about the same thing. That 141 number I gave you a minute ago, the amount of rural hospitals that have closed since 2010, the NIH in 2021 had that number as 106. That's how many others have closed between 2021 and now, Mm. 106 to 141, just to kind of give you some context as to how fast this is happening. Um, They said that the most marked changes were in the southern area of the U.S., the south, central, east, and west parts of it, about 400,000 people saw the most change. That means that they were no longer able to get to a hospital in 15 minutes uh, because of those closures. So that's kind of, it's an overview with a lot of numbers, but it's important to kind of try and understand the effects this is having and how often and how quickly this is happening. Oh, absolutely. And I would you know, think there might be some technical uh Applications that would help, in other words, uh, uh, doing uh, some doctoring or some uh, medical care by use of the internet and and you know the, the, the Skype or whatever they're calling it now, those kinds of things. But uh, the you got having somebody in the community, uh, wow, who, who can do some. 
Now, I got to tell you, I was uh, just a quick story. I was in uh, a couple of years ago, uh, several years ago, we were had an accident in in uh, Florida, and we were 50 miles from the nearest hospital in Albuquerque, and it was 100 miles an hour all the way over there. So, yeah, that's a tough, tough t- place to be. Uh, listen. Yeah, I mean, like you, like you said, it's emergency services are are only one aspect yeah, of it. If yeah. that's if your local hospital is the only thing with, let's say, a dialysis machine or you know something like that, let's say that's the only option you have for regular health care, not just an emergency situation. I mean, that that's not a small thing either. That's right, Tanya. Hey, thanks for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers talking about hospitals in rural areas at risk of closing down. Good point. Good point. Today is the uh, 20th day of February. Big day in U.S. history. On this date in 1962, astronaut John Glenn became the first American to orbit the Earth as he flew uh, aboard Project Mercury's Friendship 7 spacecraft, which encircled the globe three times in a flight lasting four hours. We had done it some in 55 minutes at almost five hours, splashing down uh, in the Atlantic uh, about 800 miles southeast of Bermuda. We had already done... Uh, uh, a manned flight, suborbital or whatever, uh, and uh, but this is the first time that somebody had actually, an American had gotten a, in a space capsule and gone around. Yep, we had to take that next step. Uh, yeah. And by the way, just a quick story, a space story for you this morning, Ted. I'm going to yes. make some images here that, that are going to be, well, just pretty much unbelievable. Astronomers have discovered what might be the brightest object in the universe. It's a quasar that shines 500 tele- I don't know how they came up with this. It shines yeah. 500 trillion times brighter than the sun. <laughs> Which Good. we can't fathom. We can't even figure no, that, you know, no. I can't comprehend the sun. This is according to researchers in the journal Nature Astronomy. At the Quasar Center is a massive black hole, 17 billion times the size of our sun. Okay, that's large. And devours the equivalent of a sun every single day. The object dubbed mm. j Zero five two nine dash four three five one. Oh, that thought, old thing. Yeah, thought to be a star when it was first discovered in nineteen eighty, but last year astronomers determined it was a quasar. That is something that I my my little mind can't even wrap nope, itself around can't, it. Can't even. Uh, and it's no, out I'm there. Just, I'm just glad I'm not. Society say it's I'm not there. Okay. Eight seventeen. We do the weather every day. That's as close as I That's get. That's the best, the best we can do. Eight eighteen. Steve and Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Let's take a look at uh, sports again with Ted Woodward. Ted. Yeah, we had college men's basketball last night on ESPN Big Monday. Kansas State on the road at Texas. A lot of defense in this one. Not a lot of offense. You heard the game on ninety-seven five and twelve forty KFH. The Wildcats could not keep up. Texas wins the game sixty-two fifty-six. Six straight losses on the road for the Wildcats. Here's K-State head coach Jerome Tang. They just blew up everything we was trying to do. We need to play with more force and um, impose our will on them, and they did it to us. And, but, you know, once again, you know, the way the guys responded at the end, man, we're, well, we're pretty good at the end of the game, executing, coming back. We just have to get ourselves out of a situation where we have to come back. Last regular season meeting between these two. Of course, the Texas Longhorns are leaving the Big 12 to join the SEC after this season. Still reflecting on last week's fatal shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs pep rally after the pep rally. One person killed in that shooting. The Kelsey brothers, including a Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and his brother, uh, talking about the shooting on the New Heights podcast. One of the things that's evident is how much Kansas City is coming together 
and rallying around the people that have been affected by this. Kansas City and Chiefs Kingdom, we love you guys. We're with you guys, um, and we'll see you guys soon. One of the great events on the sports calendar yesterday, the Daytona 500. Byron was in the right place at the right time. The 26-year-old had just crossed the start-finish line for the final lap. Seconds later, a multi-car crash brought out the fifth caution of the day. Since the white flag did come out, Byron was declared the winner of NASCAR's biggest race. Just um, extremely blessed and thankful for all the opportunities. And, um, yeah, we just want to keep it going. We have a lot to prove this year, and uh, this is a good start, obviously. Byron on Fox TV, he led for just the final four laps for his 11th career Cup Series victory. Alex Bowman finished second. Christopher Bell was third. Bob Mortali, Fox News. William Byron with that win at the Daytona 500 yesterday. A former Kansas City Royals All-Star, Whit Merrifield, signed a big contract. At least only one year. It was a lot of money for the Philadelphia Phillies. I've spent a lot of my career trying to do things to prove myself and to prove that I can play at this level. And at this point, I've been a three-time All-Star. I've led the league in hits a couple of times. I've led the league in solo bases. I've led the league in all these different things that I feel like I've proven that I'm here and I can play. Um, I was an All-Star last year. I've done that. I want to win now. I believe he signed a one-year deal for $8 million bucks with the Phillies. Nice. What's the win now? With Merrifield. What? He said he wants, well, he he's, wants he's to win not getting now. any younger. Yeah. He's a, he wants to, you know... Be on a team, get in the playoffs, and do something. Does he have a ring or not? Oh, no. Oh. Well, he played most of his career with the Royals. Yeah. And and he's yeah. barely gotten to the playoffs with the Blue Jays. So he wants to go with a team that... Well, you know, if these guys... Chance. And you, it's, you see, the money doesn't matter. Sure, it matters to these guys. Also, they're, they're people. They're competitors. Yeah. They want to win. He's not signing with the White Sox. or You know, he's signing with somebody that has a pretty good a chance, chance to do something. Yeah. yeah. While he's still uh, young enough to do it. Uh, let's go to the NBA, where the Brooklyn Nets have fired their head coach, former Kansas Jayhawk Jock Vaughn. The Brooklyn Nets have fired head coach Jock Vaughn after a little more than one season on the job. The Nets have dropped 18 of their last 24 games. Brooklyn is 11th in the Eastern Conference, two and a half games out of the play-in tournament. The Nets lost their final game before the All-Star break to the Boston Celtics by 50 points. Vaughn was hired to replace Steve Nash in the middle of last season. Vaughn had been a Nets assistant coach. The team hoped Vaughn would stabilize a roster that featured both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Both players were traded a few months later. Former UConn head coach and current Nets assistant Kevin Ollie replaces Vaughn on an interim basis. Hi, Bob Bortel. Jacques Vaughn out as head coach of the Nets. Sports with Stephen Ted, brought to you by Bel Air Recovery Center, a safe healing environment with caring employees that fully understand recovery from addiction. Bel Air Recovery Center, they improve the lives they touch. You know, and just a personal note, when I was 11, 12 years old, playing for the Wichita, Wichita Elks team, you know, it, it didn't matter to me that I led the team in home runs and uh, stolen bases and RBIs. The team just had to win. Uh, that was, the way that I was what, well, look, you're very altruistic. <laughs> very good. Right, thanks, Ted. How Eight, much were the Elks paying you? Oh, no, a pittance. <laughs> 8.22 now. Keep it here for the Hannity Morning Minutes. Uh, questioning Biden's memory today. That's on the way. Stephen Ted in the morning here on KNSS. Wichita's nationally recognized Marconi Awarded Radio Show. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 13.30 KNSS. Good morning, Steve McIntosh, Ted Woodward, 8.30 
here on this Tuesday morning, 31 degrees. The West Coast is seeing another round of heavy rainfall and snow this week. The National Weather Service says more than 37 million people in California are facing heavy rain, snow, and strong winds through Wednesday. The state already saturated from a series of atmospheric river storms bringing mudslides and historic rainfall to Los Angeles. L.A. Mayor Karen Bass says the city worked to repair more than 4,000 potholes, reinforce hills at risk of mudslides, and prevent power outages by making repairs to under ground equipment. California Governor Gavin Newsom activating the State Operations Center and President Biden approving disaster relief for regions in California that were severely impacted by January's severe storms. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. The Kansas Department of Corrections says an inmate has died at the Lansing Correctional Facility. 28-year-old Caden Farland Hazelton was pronounced dead by hospital staff on Saturday. The cause of death is pending the results of an autopsy. Because the death took place while in custody, the KBI is handling the investigation. Varlin Hazelton was serving an 84-month sentence for several convictions of drug possessions and one count of battery out of Sedgwick County. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. At today's meeting, the Wichita City Council will consider a rebate program for those who switch from gasoline to electric power for lawn and gardening equipment. Mayor Lily Wu tells KNSS News. If you've ever thought about an uh, electric or battery-powered lawnmower, this is your time to go ahead and buy it uh, because this is a lawn care rebate that we have. And this year, it's up to $100 in rebates um, for a customer, or which in previous years, it was $50. Wu commented during Mondays with the Mayor on the Stephen Ted of the Morning Show on KNSS. A Narcan vending machine will soon be available in Wichita. The machine will be filled with the opioid reversal medication called Narcan and will be placed at Second Chance Big Fish Bail Bonds in the 700 block of North Broadway. A ribbon-cutting ceremony scheduled for Thursday afternoon to dedicate the official launch. Anyone can access Narcan from the machine by entering their zip code. A college campus in Colorado was shaken up by a shooting at a dorm, and now... Police have made an announcement in the investigation. The Colorado Springs Police Department has arrested a suspect in the fatal shooting of two people at a dorm on the campus of the University of Colorado at Colorado Springs. This happened last Friday. Police say their investigation shows this was an isolated incident between people who knew each other. 24-year-old Samuel Knopp, a student at the school, and 26-year-old Celine Montgomery, who was not a student, both killed. The suspect has not yet been identified. The charges that person facing also not yet revealed. John Saucier, Fox News. Several suspects are facing charges over an alleged high-tech drug delivery scheme. Investigators in West Virginia say 11 suspects are accused of using drones to fly drugs into a federal prison in the southern part of the state. The McDowell Sheriff's Office reports they were tipped off about an increase in drone use in the county by officials at the medium security facility. They began making arrests from mid-December through earlier this month. One suspect was found dead last week after fleeing officers. Most of the accused remain jailed. Charges include intent to deliver a controlled substance, unlawfully operating a drone, and felony conspiracy. Tom Graham, Fox News. Now the forecast with KNSS staff meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Mostly clear and cool here across south-central Kansas. It'll be sunny and breezy throughout much of today. Our high temperature is 69. Tonight becomes partly cloudy. Our low between 40 and 45. 
Then sunshine and dry on Wednesday with a high 71, turning a bit cooler by Thursday. I'm KNSS, meteorologist and holiday. Now partly cloudy and east wind at 5 miles per hour, 31 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Stevens in the morning, KNSS 851 here on this Tuesday morning. Three big things. Three. West Coast is again pounded by heavy rain and snow. Two. Nikki Haley and Donald Trump squaring off in South Carolina Republican primary. One. Three-month-old baby dead. Two women critically injured after a shooting in southeast Wichita. Three big things, Stephen Ted on KNSS. Continue to watch out for traffic slowdown southbound I-235. It's right around K-42. We have a stalled-out vehicle there. Luckily, right now, don't really have a very high traffic volume, so things looking okay at the moment. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. Sunny today with a high of 70 degrees. Yesterday's high, 56. Partly cloudy tonight, the overnight low, 42. Wednesday, partly sunny. Tomorrow's high, 72. Now partly cloudy, an east wind at 5 miles per hour. 31 degrees at Wichita Severe Weather Station, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Whiskey lovers, go to the Monarch for the nightcap specials every night from 10 until midnight. Get half-priced pints and $7 signature old fashions. The Monarch, West Douglas and Historic Delano. Trading underway on Wall Street this morning. The Dow is down 17 points. S&P's down 30 and the NASDAQ is down 170 points. One of the world's most active ransomware gangs has been caught by international law enforcement groups, including the FBI. The FBI and international law enforcement officials have seized the dark website of Lockbit, the world's most prolific ransomware group. Attorney General Merrick Garland says the takedown of Lockbit was a joint effort by the Department of Justice and the U.K. Together, we dismantled and seized infrastructure that the Lockbit ransomware group has used to target over 2,000 victims and extort more than $120 million in ransom payments. The hackers have targeted organizations like U.S. health care providers, claiming responsibility for a November attack on New Jersey-based Capital Health, as well as a January attack on Fulton County, Georgia's court system, tax system, and jailhouse. Tanya J. Powers, Fox News. And local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Self-employed professionals might be missing out on a lucrative tax credit. The deadline to claim that potential benefit fast approaching. The credits for sick leave and family leave for certain self-employed individuals originated in March of 2020. It was part of the family's first Coronavirus Response Act during the initial response to the pandemic. Those tax credits are open to any professional who paid self-employment taxes in 2019 and 2020. And they apply to anyone who had to take time off from work to quarantine, to care for another person who quarantined, or to care for children while schools were closed, among other items. That's local business news from the Wichita Business Journal. Today is National Cherry Pie Day. Seems only right that we celebrate cherry pie so close to President's Day. Cherry pie. As we all know the story, untrue possibly, that President George Washington and the cherry tree, he cut it down, and his dad said what happened, and he told him he could not tell a lie. But apparently that was just kind of made up. What's now, that have to do with cherry pie? Well, whatever. Uh, he, cherry was a cherry tree. Cherries were, however, one of uh, George Washington's favorite foods. Oh, didn't know that. There you go. He liked the cherries. Yeah, he gum that down with his wooden teeth. He didn't, didn't chop down the tree. All right, Stephen, 10 in the morning. I got lunch plans today. I don't usually have lunch plans. 
Lunch but, plans on a weekday. But nice. a friend called me up yesterday afternoon. Bob called me and says, hey, let's meet for lunch. Let's go to the Monarch. You're twisting my arm. Yeah, sign me up. You're twisting my arm, pal. So we're going to. We're going to meet down there and have a little lunch at the Monarch today. Man, it's going to be you set. might you might even be able to patio. The, well, I was going to say it's going to be so the nice. Sun's out. out and it's warm. My goodness, we've had great. You had a pretty good day off yesterday. The high was only fifty six. So, did you go out and play golf or no? Anything? I really didn't. Okay. I'm trying to write gridiron scripts. Oh, I'm all right. In the bunker doing these. So days. you got the little green visor on and you got the. Yeah, uh, I'm trying. Got the cigarettes going and all trying that. To think and, of funny things. Okay. Anything good come to mind yet? Yeah, I'm getting some things done. Good. Good. All right. Uh, We're a month away from Gridiron. A month away. Glenn Beck program coming up here on KNSS. Stephen Moore will be with Glenn today. He says Biden's bull market is no such thing. Hmm. Okay. Top of the hour news on KNSS. Had a tragedy. A child killed in a shooting in southeast Wichita. If you missed any of today's show or just want to listen again, go on the Odyssey app. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned for Glenn Beck, the Dana Last Show. News updates all day. Steve and Ted in the morning. 98.7, 1330 KNSS, Wichita. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.